0: Sabrina and you're listening to Hex Positive. Please, ladies, ladies. Are Give
1: we ready? It. I was born ready.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let, let me just drop into my podcast voice. Here we go. Welcome, witches, to another episode of the Stardust Sessions. I'm Brina Garan, and as you may know, this is usually a Patreon-exclusive series where I, along with my good buddy and favorite horrible goose witch, Lossie Stardust, have banterous chats about history and witchcraft and all the places where they intersect. But today is special, because we are coming to you live from Crit Witch Con 2023. Hello, Lossie. Hello! Stardust Sessions, in it? Stardust Sessions, in it? Watch out. And how are you, darling?
1: I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm caffeinated. Oh, I'm liminated.
0: I, I, I could so use some of that beautiful pumpkin coffee that you that you plugged just a moment ago. <laughs> I am so thirsty for pumpkin spice right now. Ugh. But, <sighs> second year back at Crit Witch Con,
1: how cool is this? Um, mate, I'm beside myself i'm like i'm on camera so i'm just like yeah, yeah yeah, i'm cool but internally people can't see my feet i'm like ah, like a little goose
0: like, yes, da, 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 yes. Yeah. We're, we're all doing the happy kicky feats yeah uh thankful th- thank you to the uh wonderful organizers for having us back so happy to be here this is always such a wonderful gathering filled with wonderful people so of course we had to prepare something super fun and entertaining for everybody and you're going to love this the title of the episode as you have heard is brie and lozzy ruin everything lozzy give us a cackle (laughs) immaculate this is a concept i've been wanting to do on the podcast for a while to debunk and fact check certain dubious claims within the community and hopefully provide like A little clarity in the process as one does uh, as well as a resource that our listeners and viewers can point to or use for reference when they need to support a point in conversation which is a fancy way of saying we're doing the legwork so you can win the arguments so you're welcome for that uh and all of you get to hear us trip and stumble over our words, because this is live and there is no magic of editing to save me from sounding silly. Anyway, I can think of absolutely no one better to partner with to do this than my darling Lazams. So Lazi Medeer, would you like to start us off?
1: So I am going to talk about um, the secret. So some people may have heard of it. Some people may have not have heard of it. And it's based on the law of attraction. Um, I just want to start off by saying I am not dissing manifestation. I am not dissing visualization as a psychological tool at all. I just want to put a big, massive asterisk out there. Um, it's more this... Um, It's more that this will change your life without even taking into account anything else. So I've kind of dubbed this subsection, uh, Lozzy Ruins the Secret, How to Avoid Occult in the Occult. Because I love a pen. So I was just like, and then I was just like, oh, (laughs) hashtag not occult. But this is definitely, this has got some like underlying culty behavior. So some people, hopefully, if you've never heard of it. Great. I am so happy you've never heard of it. Yeah. It's, oh God, that how me sound so hipster. I'm going to talk about something you've probably never heard of. Hipster witch now, but that's not what I meant. um The Secret was published in 2006 and it was a book by Rhonda Byrne. And it was massive back in 2006 through to 2009. I think on average, it has actually got four follow up books now just going to just going to skip ahead a little bit if the secret is the law of attraction and this is like a you're going to be rich you are going to get every single thing that you have ever wanted just by thinking positively i can't help but feel if you've got four follow up books to tell everyone how amazing the secret is, kind of maybe didn't work the first time, right? Yeah. It's amassed um, 30 million copies worldwide, this book, and it's been translated into 50 different languages. And it grossed 300 million in sales. So $300 million. Sorry, Freedom Eagles, not Great British Poundage. Um, three million, $300 million. Uh, dollars in sales by 2009. So, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry about that technical issue. Um. Basically, the secrets principles are for manifestation, visualization, gratitude and intention. And this is taken directly from their website. And it's about mastering your thoughts and feelings, how allow you to easily use the law of attraction to create anything you desire. You can manifest abundance of every kind, beauty all around you, better health, better relationships and a life filled of gratitude and happiness. So you, you can just think that into your life. You can just pull this out of nowhere. Just think positively. Like, yeah, Bree's given some like yeah. serious side eye here because I'm just um, and again, like,
0: I'm already seeing the potential pitfalls, and I mean, I've read the spoilers. I know exactly where this is going, and I can't wait. But I'm also just like, uh question. But please, yeah. Just
1: absolutely. Um, This. So the secret itself, um, you can get a free 20 minute preview on YouTube so you can experience the glory that I personally experience. Please don't sign up and join the cult afterwards. Okay, don't don't do it. Watch with don't just watch with a pinch of salt. grab about 17 like grinders of salt and then like put it in the circle around you before before you watch it. Um, I enjoyed it from a almost comedic value Um, because when it opens, the secret, this whole thing is that this massive secret has been kept from us. It's been buried, suppressed, and the man doesn't know you to want about it. And it has apparently been passed from ancient Egypt through the Knights Templar through the Renaissance Victorian period like yeah and part of the montage actually take take (laughs) sorry i can't i can't take it seriously
0: oh i know anytime anytime there's like ancient egypt knights templar i'm like red flag red flag red flag red flag yep absolutely (laughs) Uh, Yep. it just it actually
1: the initial montage um has a someone taking a rubbing from the emerald tablet. So there's someone just taking a rubbing in ancient, un, you know, kind of un, undefined ancient, ye olde ancient times. Um, yeah. Now for people who don't know what the emerald tablet is, because I didn't spot this right away, I just thought, oh, that's really, just taking a rubbish rubbing of some random stone and I didn't quite make the connection. But when I was looking more into it, I found out it was supposed to be the emerald tablet. And this is a nod back to hermeticism and atericism. And this emerald tablet was supposed to be found in the grave of Hermes. Now, now, guys, I apologize profusely for you anyone. Yeah, <laughs> Hermes Trigemenitus, who was a combination I... of... <laughs> Thoth tres, and his tres Greek magistus. Oh, Tres got Magistus it. You thank got you it, got it. Oh, tres magistus. Down road. oh tres. tres magistus Down the road, Old Trez Tres down the road Okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is what happens when we're alive um, that, that person was supposed to be um, Thoth, the ancient god, uh, Egyptian god Thoth, and his Greek equivalent Hermes, supposed to be like the same person, but also try implies a third. But I can't find where this third person is. So if somebody out there knows who that magical third person is supposed to be, please like let me know. I couldn't find it. Um, and the, it's supposed to be a tablet of greenstone inscribed with all of the secrets of the universe. So this one dude has been able to be part of um, the Greek god Hermes who supposedly got like exiled for a bit, came down to earth, wrote every single secret about the universe on one tablet and did not back up any of his work and then just disappeared again. (sighs) Oh, sorry. It was 42 plates of Emerald, but again, there was no other copies Um, and it was supposed to codify all the great scientific principles of the universe. And our lovely Rhonda had in took two months after just reading this no context of where she read this um, after two months or sorry did two months worth of research and has now found this great ancient secret that she is of course for a price going to share with all of us like Apparently, the greatest people in history knew this. Um, Shakespeare knew it. Lincoln knew it. Beethoven knew it. Einstein knew it. And everybody knew this great secret. And this secret is the law of attraction. So for those of you who don't know, the law of attraction is positive thinking. But man, I think someone else up in the chat said it's like trumped up positive thinking. Oh, hot damn. It is it is positive thinking, but on steroids. Um, the whole of this, like, I think the film's about two hours long, but like I said, it was only the uh, the first 20 minutes, and then it got, she wrote an accompanying book. Um, it starts off with somebody, yeah, steroids and cocaine. And cocaine, definitely. Um, There's a dude called Bob Proctor. Now, some people might have heard of Bob. I had not before I started researching this. And he is labelled as a philosophist or a philosopher. Bob is very, very, very well known as a life coach, particularly those for LL, LM, L MLMs or multi-level marketing yeah, life coach, massive inverted commas, like, and that's a whole other deep dive, Ma- man, honestly, the rabbit hole, I had to, like, my husband was just checking in on me every couple of hours to make sure that I hadn't signed out life savings <laughs> away to a cult, because every five minutes I was like, man, this is wild, like, I don't think, I had to research in chunks because I was like... I mean, I had to research in chunks because ADHD. But also, I was like, if I hyper-focus on this, then, you know, that's it. It wasn't even just a rabbit hole. It was like a whole warren that then went off. And then there was a badger set in the back that the badger was living in because he's magically joined in now. It was... Yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, <laughs> There's mushrooms and snakes and... Uh, um. ADHD. Um, so, I'm Bob, sorry, Mad Magic so, Badger. <laughs> you've had the badger, badger, badger. I lost badger. it, Marshroom, Magic Badger. Mushroom. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a snake. It's a snake. Man, that's twenty years old. <laughs> that made me feel super old. That's twenty years old. I was like, no, that needs to. not. Anyway.
0: Anyway
1: welcome to the internet ancient lore Um, ancient lore oh god it is it is now the badges are the secrets including the mushrooms that's it all hail the weeble sorry about that that was my goose i have a goose stick that i used to bash not bash people with but i yeah i got a stick with a goose on sorry i'm gonna carry on Our lovely elderly white dude called Bob Proctor, who also now, he has passed away, passed away in 2022. Um, But he was telling us, the audience, that we all work with one infinite power. We all guide ourselves by exactly the same laws. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter your socioeconomic background. Doesn't matter what race, creed, anything else. You can, in fact, manifest everything you want. Now, I was just like, dude, check your elderly white man privilege at the door. Now, it's then brandishing the goose stick now. That's how enraged I am. Like, honestly, and the first 20 minutes you think, oh, okay, it's just some like, oh, mate, it is libertarian politics. Oh, 100% like ty just pointed that out and it's like you you scratch the surface of this first 20 minutes that's available on youtube and then hot damn it starts off and you're like okay positive thinking that's great and again i'm not undermining positive thinking i'm not undermining spell work i'm not undermining manifestation or visualization as tools they are great tools to get what you want And they are great tools to realign your focus into looking at where you're going. But according to Bob, um, everything that's coming into your life, you are attracting into your life. Now, someone, myself, who had undiagnosed ADHD and generalised anxiety disorder. oh, Oh, mate. 2007 was a wild ride for me. You're just thinking you're not being positive enough. Just again, I'm just saying it. I'm just like my nostrils are flaring. Like I'm just (laughs) sorry. I'm laughing at the chat at the same time. Surprise! It was an elderly
0: white conservative dude all along. (laughs) I think it was Scorpio Amber mentioned earlier. There's so much red around. We must be in a children's hospital, which is an old Tumblr joke joke oh, about God color no. theory
1: you guys are going to love it
0: amazing i, I i'm struggling I... to keep it together because <laughs> the chat is just so damn funny
1: yeah i know that's why i've got it <laughs> you, on you guys a different it. part of a separate screen because i'm just like otherwise i would just be like <laughs> yeah and the whole episode me just me responding to comments that's not really exciting at all um mm-hmm. yeah according to him oh. it's why one percent of people earn the 96 and that was 2006 so now we all know it's 98 percent the world's worth it's designed because they understand the secret and they're doing this thing
0: so the the secret is prosperity gospel yes with
1: some victim blaming because i'm going to get to that oh Mm. but it's not just the positive thinking and and the prosperity gospel it's also um the did you know brie and i didn't know this That your thoughts send out on a very specific magnetic frequency. I had no idea. And I'm tuning into this frequency. So when I'm negative, I'm sending out a negative frequency. And like attracts like. So what's that going to do? That's going to pull in more negativity towards you. Because that's how polars work i know for those who that's, are listening to the audio like you're just you can't see the faces
0: that's and that's the not frequency. how this works that's not how any of this works i'm so confused magnets <laughs> how do they work uh, okay
1: so alex is asking do we want to explain prosperity gospel i think brie you might know a little bit more
0: oh yeah yeah that. yeah sure 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 um prosperity gospel is a, uh, a a Christian, largely evangelical, uh, concept, uh, that basically says if you are wealthy and if you are successful is it is because God favors you and because you are living right. Uh, and if you are living wrong or if you are living incorrectly or sinfully, uh, you will not be successful. So, uh basically if you are poor it is your own fault because there is something wrong with you or because you are living a sinful life yep
1: yeah. it's that. you're just not yeah. thinking right so so you're either not thinking right to the big capital g or you're not thinking right to the universe and i think there's this kind of thing on, on tiktok and, and tumblr and stuff and again not social media social media right it's it's going to social media But it's that (laughs) it's that manifestation is becoming cool again. (laughs) It's, you know, stuff um, a few of us who have been around the, the, you know, the magic circle a few times. It it goes in and out of, like, favour. And I just want people to be aware that manifestation is a tool. It is not the ultimate. And it is so easy because I got not completely suckered in, like I didn't give, like one woman gave $10,000 over. One woman stopped her chemo because she said that she could get cured by thinking positively. And yeah, people, according to, the, uh, according direct quote from the beat. So this comes with a massive TW, by the way, about weight and way people are thinking so if you need to take like a two second mute us before i say this imperfect thoughts are the cause of all of humanity's ills including disease poverty and unhappiness and they there's no such thing as a slow thyroid or a genetic predisposition to losing weight That is just disguises for thinking fat thoughts. So we have gone to, you can manifest whatever you want to, it's your fault you're a terrible person, which is like that prosperity gospel. Mate, fat thoughts, like I love fat thoughts. Fat thoughts for me are cake and I love cake. So, you know, I have no, (laughs) like, I have no qualms about it, but 19 year old me. Oh hot damn. That that would not have hit like thirty six year old me. I'm like off you pop. Jog on. Um Rhonda also got rid of her need for reading glasses in just three days by thinking positively. She could she changed the fact that she could see. Yeah, I just and a lot of this the reason why I was digging into it an awful lot was because like it moves into that LM, uh, mm-hmm. multi level marketing and coaching, but also it's the works that have come before it. So things like um, there's a concept called New Thought, um, which is popular. Um, and it was a guy who, um, Phineas Pankhurst or Parkhurst, sorry, not Pankhurst, sure, oh, bless her. What a name to go wrong. Um, Quimby was a watchmaker who suffered from TB and previous cures hadn't worked. Um, and he went out to ride his horse and he was cured of his TB. And he thought he could think himself better. And there was a whole barrel of stuff that then led into... Um, if you can cure disease by thought alone, why can't you get rich? And then it went into this. So... I don't know what they did to the horse. As soon as I found out that, you know, the horse was not related to tuber- tuberculosis, I lost interest. That's a very niche Barbie film joke. <laughs> and I'm going to stop talking because I've just realised the
0: time. So I'm going to hand over to Bray. Thanks. We'll be back with more Hex Positive after this brief sponsored break. This episode is brought to you in part by Portland Buttonworks. Do you like buttons? Of course you do. Have you ever had a great idea for one, but just been like, "Darn it! If only I had the resources and equipment." Well, fret no more. Portland Buttonworks is just what you need. Portland Buttonworks creates custom pinback buttons in four different sizes, plus magnets, hand mirrors, and bottle openers. Download their templates and create your own designs, or use their new Designomatic for quick formatting. You can order just a few custom items or order in bulk for merchandise or big events. I've been getting buttons from Portland Button Works for years and their quality is always top of the line. Ever wonder where the Hex Positive buttons came from? Well, now you know. And once you're done making your buttons, make sure you visit the newly rebranded Spiral House Shop, a thoughtfully curated catalog of pre-made buttons, zines, books, comics, tarot cards and other curiosities, Spiral House focuses on intersectionality, the personal as political, witchcraft, magic, and occult topics. There's a good chance that they have exactly what you're looking for. Visit the main buttonworks at portlandbuttonworks.com and check out the Spiral House shop at spiralhouseshop.com. Help support small business and get your buttons from Portland Buttonworks fighting fascism one button at a time since 2012. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and would like to help support the show, make sure you visit the Willow Wings Witch Shop. There you can pick up copies of Grove Daughter Witchery, The Sister's Grimoire, and Pestlework, or shop for specialty items you won't find anywhere else, like Witch Web Kits, Vials of My Homemade Banishing Powder, and Podcast Merch. Use code HEXPOSITIVE to get a special surprise with your order. Visit brinagarin.wordpress.com slash shop and place your order today. And now back to the show. Well well done, Lossie. That's a very good rundown of, uh, of the law of attraction. And it is something that is, uh, that is making uh, sort of a, a resurgence in witchcraft circles in, in social media spaces, um, most recently, as uh, our our favorite lovable curmudgeon, Trey Dorn, has pointed out, uh, it has appeared as lucky girl syndrome on TikTok, uh, whereby you just think yourself lucky, and therefore luck comes into your life. Yeah, it's law of attraction in a new hat, just as law of attraction is prosperity gospel and victim blaming in a new age hat. And... As you kind of peel away layers of stuff, so many things are just that. It's just a reworking of something else in a different hat that someone else discovered would be profitable. And with that, we're going to switch over to my segment, which is a different set of ethical thinking that... uh, used to make the rounds a bit more frequently uh but it it sort of revolves in the same circles of uh reciprocal ethics and getting what you give out and as some people may already have gathered i'm going to be talking about the rule of three or the threefold law and like lozzy i'm going to uh, go ahead and preface this by saying that While this is a Wiccan concept, none of what I'm about to say is meant to trash on Wicca or Wiccans as a whole. Uh, It is, however, fully meant to trash on toxic positivity, and it is fully meant as a newspaper to the nose of people who keep trying to insist that every witch needs to follow this rule or else dire undefined things will occur. So, let's begin with the origins. The first place that we see sort of the prototype of this concept is in the 1949 novel High Magic's Aid, which uh, Gerald Gardner wrote to sort of outline this fictional magical tradition uh, that later became the roots of what would become Wicca. It's not an exact template, uh, but there's enough in common that you can sort of see the, the first seeds of that tree, if you will. And in that book, there is described an initiation ritual, which involves uh, symbolic flogging. And the, uh, the relevant quote here is, thou hast obeyed the law But mark well when thou receivest good, so equally art bound to return good threefold. For this is the joke in witchcraft, the witch knows, though the initiate does does not, that she will get three times what she gave, so she does not strike hard. In a sense, people who are more experienced in the craft know that they will give out three times what they are given And receive it back again, so they kind of moderate their actions accordingly. Uh, This concept was later reworded in two significant sources, the first being Doreen Valiente's iconic line eight words the Wiccan read fulfill and it harm none do what ye will uh, from a speech in 1964 and Gwen Thompson's longer read of the Wickeye poem from 1975 which includes Valiente's quote as a closing line along with the phrase mind the threefold law you should three times bad and three times good, which is the one that most of us know. Now, a lot of witches, including such community and literary heavyweights as Monique Wilson, Raymond Buckland, and Silver Ravenwolf, seem to interpret this as meaning whatever you get out, give out, you'll get back times three. And it's almost exclusively applied to Baneful Magic. Not a lot of discussion on whether you reap extra rewards for doing good spells. But the root of the actual concept, as written in Gardner's work, seems to be whatever you are dealt, you should deal back three times. And the in the early uh, writings on reciprocal ethics in Wicca they sort of reflect this. There's not a direct consequence for actions, more a general idea that w- your actions have consequences, which is, you know, true of anything, whether it's witchcraft or mundane life. So that, that's actually, you know, something I'm fond of saying. It, it, all actions have consequences. Everything has a price. Uh, so be aware of your actions and be responsible for what you do. Yeah, that that seems reasonable. Uh, so the issue with the threefold law isn't that it exists, or that some witches believe that that is the way that cosmic reciprocal ethics work. It's a fine system if you if you choose to uh, subscribe to it. Then by all means, if you if you choose to govern your personal magical ethics by that, go for it. Uh, The issue is the insistence by certain witches, and thank goodness we don't see this so much anymore, Uh, it was way more of a thing back in the 90s and early 2000s, way more than it is today, Uh, but there's still sometimes insistence by certain witches that all magical practitioners need to abide by this standard whether that's couched in very direct terms or just a passive aggressive comment about you know persuasion magic or binding or hexing being very very bad and you must always do a positivity with your magic but see here's the thing and i'm getting my barbosa on for this <clears throat> first the universe does not care what you do with your magic, nor is there a universal code of magical ethics, so I must do nothing. And secondly, you must be a Wiccan for the Wiccan read to apply, and I'm not. And thirdly, the read is more what you'd call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the good ship critical thinking, Miss Turner. Did I spend ten whole minutes yesterday afternoon figuring out how to Barbossa that entire bit just for the lulls? You bet your sweet bippy. Anyway, so that's really the issue. The, the idea that this one interpretation of one rule from one practice should apply to all witches everywhere. Uh, never a good thing in general to assume that one set of ethics should apply universally, that one set of morality uh, should apply universally. And it doesn't really help that this particular interpretation of uh, the rule of three kind of bears an uncomfortable resemblance to a certain other religion's concept of sin. Just saying. The concept really sort of sank into the public consciousness in the 1980s and 1990s when witchcraft was becoming more and more visible in, uh, in public non witchcraft spheres and Wiccans and, white witches, I'm so sorry, uh, wanted to distance themselves from the evil satanic practitioners that conservative pearl clutchers were convinced were lurking around every corner. Yay satanic panic. So, pardon, uh, some of it was visibility politics, uh, some of it was respectability politics, and you know, some of it was just saying, oh, no, 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 we're, we're the good witches. Really, really, we don't do harm ever. Our whole, uh, our whole thing is, is built around this idea that you, you have to do good with your magic. You must always be selfless with it. You must never do bad. Uh, and that was very common in the, uh, the literature of the time. Again, see Buckland and Ravenwolf. I know so many of us are recovering silver Raven wolfers. Um, but it also made its way into media. Uh, if y'all remember the, the, the television series charmed, it was a continually uh, repeated plot point. It was a mechanic in the show that you could not use magic for personal gain. Uh, so it, that along with other popular media at the time sort of made this idea uh more accessible to a non a non-witching crowd if you will uh and so later on when some of those people decided to get into witchcraft they had sort of this idea pre built into their understanding of how magic worked and uh starting with 90s sources uh only reinforce that. And it is something that we have to sort of unteach in a way, uh, not so much in the sense of, no, this doesn't work at all. Don't be silly. Uh, but more in the sense of, yes, if you, if you want to uh, believe that that's how it works, then yeah, go for it. Just don't tell me how to do it. Don't tell me what to do with, uh, with my own uh, magical ethics. And again, to cite Podcast and PyTre Dorn, uh, this is not a cosmic mandate or any sort of universal constant, even within Wicca. It's an ethical guideline that really only applies to you if you choose to adhere to it. So it's not even something that all Wiccans follow. Uh, but me personally, I'm, I'm very thankful that uh, the, the attitude has shifted far more towards. Uh, do no harm if possible, but also take no shit. Pardon. Uh, and we don't have to fight this uh, this concept nearly as hard as we used to. Uh, my, my fellow uh, Tumblr elders will remember the days when we had knockdown, drag out fights over this. <laughs> and it was entertaining, but also very, very frustrating. So uh, I'm very pleased that uh that people are, are much more open to uh just not necessarily the idea of written in stone reciprocal ethics but more a sense of personal responsibility and realizing that actions have consequences right. anything else to add Lazi, my love
1: i think it's also like that that kind of consequences thing it's that i have a little song that i always sing is uh Freedom of speech is not freedom from consequences. And I always, yes. if, if if I'm not driving, I always do like the jazz hands because, get, like we're saying, the threefold. It's like it's not. It's not that it doesn't completely exist, but like you you were saying, Bree, like your actions have consequences. Like, uh, you know, I kind of like a few times in my D and D sessions, I used to roll a um, I used to roll a d twenty in the back. Because I had a bard who was just like, hey, I'm going to sleep with everything that moved. And uh, (laughs) so I just derailed this to do dinner. And I rolled it behind and he was just like, what are you doing? What are you rolling for? And I was like, magical herpes. And he was just like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's like regular herpes. Except the pustules come out with glitter and you can never get rid of it. and um, Or you're going to have to pay child support. Because you've knocked up some oh my God, like, Elven it. woman. And he's just like This is this is D and D and I'm just like, Yeah, but actions have consequences, my friend. So yeah. Ooh. He was about he was about seventeen, bless him. So I was just like, Oh, oh I love that. It's gonna spread some general. But yeah, it's I think also a lot of these things like um the law of attraction and the secret and stuff, it's like about crafting your own reality. Mm-hmm. And as witches, we do craft our own reality in a way. Um, but I think we should overall be crafting a reality that has more compassion and kindness in it and less money and capitalism and gross stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Um, it, it it just it seems to me that it's very important uh, to keep one foot on the ground and... You know, even even if we are, you know, expanding our consciousnesses into the wider universe, which is always fun. Um, you know, it's it's important to remember that you know, real life still happens, and that the things we do uh, affect our own lives and the lives of people around us. Um, you know, for for good or for ill. Uh, and while I don't, you know, directly subscribe, obviously, to this, this law of attraction thing, you know, occasionally, I'll just be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about this thing really hard, and sort of try to see it happening as a way of making this spell mechanic work. Yeah. Uh, Or when I'm just, you know, when I when I'm dealing with people in everyday life, it's, oh, that person has done something nice to me, I'm going to pay it forward. Or, you know, just kind of, Aim a quiet little hey I hope you have a wonderful day I hope something good happens to you today I hope something you're dealing with works out in the best possible way it could uh, you know teeny tiny little little blessing in their direction and of course by the by the same token uh, if someone you know bothers me or, or irritates me or, or, or does something that uh, you know is harmful to me it's like where's my jar? Where's my jar? Where's my jar?
1: <laughs> if I get cut up <laughs> at a roundabout,
0: I have
1: consequences. So if, <laughs> I have consequences. If I get cut up a roundabout, my favourite thing to say is, "May you step barefoot on a D four or a Lego." Just, just say it out loud in the car. Like, you might not yes. have a D four, but may you step barefoot on a Lego.
0: <laughs> oh yes, I-, I love little teeny tiny like on-the-spot casual curses they give me so much life and it's such a fun creative exercise
1: (laughs) oh man we'll have to do a thing on that because i could talk about that for like hours (laughs) Mm. hold me closer tiny
0: curses (laughs) (laughs) sorry i just realized i said that out loud (laughs) sorry slazi that was the out loud voice thank you for sharing that that was (laughs) beautiful Oh. oh, and this is exactly why I wanted to do this with you, because you are the perfect person to talk about it with.
1: I oh, freaking love you.
0: Oh. <gasps> I, I, I just like, and I just want to say again, thank you to
1: everyone for giving us this opportunity, because this yes. is where i like, yeah, and I just... I didn't have a platform beforehand I, and and stuff like that. And this is just phenomenal. And I don't want to get too gushy because I'm really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, thanks guys for having me. Uh, I love it. and I love being on, on, on Bib, and I
0: love the dead and Tide podcast. network, and everyone's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> we love you too, Lazzie. You're a wonderful goose and you have very cool, interesting things to say. And I, I love having you on the show because it's always a great time. Right. Mods, how are we looking on time? Beautiful. Thank you so much for that fabulous and wonderful uh, edition of the Stardust sessions. I have written down the things that were not meant to be said out loud. Hold me closer, tiny curses. It's going in my jar. Thank you for that. Text <laughs> Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. Visit brinagarin.wordpress.com for show notes, announcements, and upcoming events. You can also follow me at brinagarin on Instagram and Brie Landwalker on Tumblr. My books are available on Amazon and in the Willow Wings Witch Shop. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember... Always practice safe hex.